You're listening to Team Talk on ESPN Radio, 1017 The Team. Puck. They're going to drop the puck in Las Vegas here in about a half hour or so, and we'll take you to the T-Mobile Center there for Stanley Cup playoffs, Game 2 of the finals between the Florida Panthers and Vegas Golden Knights. But we're going to talk more about what's going on here in Albuquerque. We're bringing in Andy Hageman on the Daniels Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning Cool Take Hotline. You were at the lab. You were on the call the other night for that United loss against uh, El Paso Locomotive FC, Andy. And we'll get into the, the coaching stuff here in a little bit. But, um, you know, I brought the game up to Peter, and he was he said uh, before he talked about anything related to the to the coaching that it was a it was a nightmare for him. It was a bad night on Saturday night, and it really was a bad night for United, Andy. Yeah, it was very difficult. It's been a, been an iffy start to the year for United. They've been, been a stop start, you know, a bit inconsistent. And uh, the first half against San Antonio, there was no showing from United at all. And in the second half on Saturday against El Paso Locomotive, there really wasn't anything uh, to speak about positively. Uh, it's really been the inconsistency that's frustrating, frustrating the fans, I think. Okay, so, you know, at different times over the years, we've seen mistakes, uh, turnovers that have led to points. We've had opportunities for goals where guys have just quite uh, frankly missed shots. Uh, we just didn't seem to be a threat uh, most of the night. Only five attempts on goal, and a few of those were kind of feeble. Uh, you know, fans that are down there, you know, I hear them grumbling about how many passes are going away from the goal so like break that down for us Andy a, a veteran of this football uh, you've been watching it you've been playing it for many many years your thoughts on that is that you know are they going backwards to try to set up a, a set play and it just didn't seem to ever get any momentum going Andy well that's right there's two schools of thought so there's the school of thought that you go forward you attack 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 and that's that's one thing but then that you can leave yourself a bit exposed with uh, Troy Lassane and latterly with uh, Zach Prince, United have been very keen on the gradual build-up from the back, you know, crop passing across laterally across the field, waiting for an opportunity, players making a run in front, and then a ball comes in, and then they can go into attack mode. But the problem that United have found is they've been floundering in the middle of the park, passing across the park and backwards, um, and that frustrates fans because they, they don't see a forward pass. If they're not seeing a forward pass, that means the forwards aren't moving into positions where they can be passed the ball to make an effort on goal. And so, you know, one thing Peter said late in his interview earlier this afternoon was that we've had similar coaching style for the last five years. And that's very, very right. Absolutely agreed. Almost identical, even down to uh, Troy Lassane and Zach Prince subbing off a couple of players around the 60-minute mark. There's, there was like a stamp of identity on the players. And when the players were confident and in a winning streak, you know, then that you have a little more flamboyance, a little more confidence to go forward. But with this inconsistency that United have been playing with really since Zach took over and to some extent before, uh, you know, last season finishing seventh and creeping into the playoffs, as Peter said, that's not really United thing. They really want to be in the top four to get a home playoff game. So I think I mentioned it to both you and Adam in the postseason. You know, did Zach do enough to get a second year? And I think the, the answer was, well, it's not United's way to just give one year. And, you know, he probably deserved a second crack at it. But to hear 
really that Peter's been looking for the last month uh, for his replacement is, uh, is, a, is a bit of a shock. But, you know, when you actually analyse the results this year to date, Joe, um, you know, Monterey Bay, Peter mentioned them for the first 30 minutes. We were in control 1-0 up, ended up losing 4-2. RGV Toro's away game. We played woefully for 90 minutes and were 2-0 down and got two last-minute equalizers to come away with the point. Sure. The San Antonio first half was non-existent. We just didn't turn up. And again, the second half against El Paso. So I think a new coach, new perspective will do the club nothing but good. All right, in case you missed it, the interview that uh, Andy's talking about is the interview that we had with Peter Trevisani, the president and CEO of New Mexico United. He uh, gave us the latest on what's going on with the club, and we'll have that on our uh, archived on our website after the game later on, or after the show later on tonight. You can hear the entirety of that interview that we had with Peter Trevisani. So, uh, anyway, the, you know, while you have talked about some of the, the major concerns with this club, um, uh, Andy, uh, you know, they, they have this tough road win at Tampa, and then six of their next eight games are in the lab. Uh, there is still plenty of time to get this thing straightened out, and like you said, maybe a, a new voice, uh, a different voice, other than Zach Prince, might, you know, be a, the thing that turns things around for, for New Mexico United, Andy. You've seen it happen before. Oh, absolutely. It's only a third of the way through the season, and there's a thing in Europe, they call it the coach's bump. And when you get a new coach, the new coach comes in, his new ideas, everybody has a clean slate, uh, nobody is noted for previous mistakes, and everybody gets given confidence, the new guy comes in, and he talks the talk and he walks the walk, and players have a, a little strut about them, and then they go out on the field and they, they have a, like I say, a fresh clean slate. And so the coaches bump. When a new coach comes in, you get more points than expected, uh, sometimes, and that's why teams that are threatened with relegation in Europe change their coaches near the end of the season because they think it's going to help. And it's a fantastic opportunity for United. And with Itamar coming in with a huge amount of experience, knows the game inside out in Europe and in America, uh, a new coach comes in, new ideas, as I say, it's a great opportunity. And as you mentioned, the games at the lab are going to be vital. And I know the fans at the lab want to see wins, they want to see goals, they want to see exciting football. And I'm sure that's factored into many of the uh, conversations Peter and Itamar have had with uh, prospective coaches. Yeah, and Itamar, who you're talking about, um, is uh, a guy that is going to be, who was named the first uh, sporting director. So, you know, we're still waiting to find out what the situation is going to be long term for a head coach. In the interim, first assistant coach Masaki Hemi will be, uh, according to the release, assuming the duties necessary to prepare for upcoming fixtures. So, you know, in the immediate future, uh, the uh, first assistant coach, Masaki Hemi, will be uh, having those responsibilities. And we'll see what happens down the road uh, with Itamar. But uh, anyway, it, you're just saying that sometimes this isn't the end of the world for these kind of things to happen in the middle of the season, Andy. No, I think, you know, a third of the way into the, into the season, United have got a long, long way to go. You know, 20-plus games still to play. You know, you look at the run that uh, El Paso won, what, what, seven on the trot. You put a run together like that and you end up in a very handy position in the playoff picture. Um, and so, no, certainly not a, a downer at all. I think this is a very positive move for United. Uh, change is as good as a rest and I think there'll be no resting for United. There'll be, I think, Mac will take control this weekend against Tampa Bay Rowdies and difficult away game. 
You know, he could make a name for himself. And then new guy comes in perhaps for the next three games on the, on, at home against uh, Toro's Phoenix and Colorado Springs. Uh, you know, three lovely home games for the fans to enjoy and new coach with a new perspective and new new uh, formations and attacking uh, prowess. I think it will be a good thing for United. Andy, you talk about the bump that a team might be able to get after a coaching change, and you know we certainly see that in across sports as well. So, you know, for, for the case of today, I mean, I'm certainly with you that that the message has to get across to these guys. So, take us into today's training. If, if you were in there, you ha- you've had a couple of days now to for, to let this news sink in and reflect on what it means for for you as an individual for for the team, and just take us into what you know what you imagine today was like for these guys. Well, I'm going to give you a Lion King, Akuna Matata, uh, problem-free philosophy. Everything that's happened in the past is in the past. So Mac takes training today. He's got new ideas. He's got clean slate. Players are wanting to impress because they want to play against Tampa. Then they want to play against uh, the other teams at home when the new coach comes in. So everybody wants to make a mark. You know, the king is dead. Long live the king. Zach Prince is gone. Uh, new guy comes in. It might be Mac for one game, might be one or two games. But, uh, you know, the players are going to want to impress. And when the new coach comes in, he's going to sit down with uh, Masaki Hemi and say, hey, look, how are these guys doing? Who's doing well? Who's in, you know, so it's literally like a clean, fresh bill of health and a clean slate. And the players have got everything to play for. They've got nothing to worry about. Their, their previous mistakes are forgotten in the past. And, you know, it's a great opportunity for them to stamp their authority. Players that have been on the fringe, you know, Milo Gavanian's been on the subs bench for a while. You know, Daniel Bruce is only just coming back. Is he going to get more game time? You know, which, which strikers, they're all going to want to impress. So I should think training today would have been a hotbed of activity. Yeah, and so and so with that, uh, what what differences do you think we might see if any uh for the starting 11 on saturday it just it, in this in this time of fresh start we're making these changes whatever it might be uh do you anticipate any changes to the starting 11 actually i'm going to put more pressure on you Andy. Oh, please. Tell, tell, tell us what what you would go with for your uh starting uh team on on saturday andy i mean you got an opinion what would you roll with to try to spice things up a little bit well it was very tough for this last weekend to have Seymour, Rivas, and Suggs injured, uh, in addition, obviously, to Nava, uh, who's long-term. Um, if those players were available, I think they'll probably be in the lineup. Um, Moreno and Wagner seem to be, you know, looking like they understand each other up front, but they were pulled off after sort of 60-odd minutes last uh, at the weekend. Because they'd got no service, they had nothing to do, and the two guys that came on... Uh, uh, Dolling and uh, Hurst really had also nothing to do. So it's very, very difficult. But I would start with Wagner and Moreno. I would hope that Rivas gets a spot. He was playing really well, depending on how bad his injury is. Um, I thought Sam Hamilton did better in the back line in the, uh, uh, the second half in the San Antonio game. But he's got a position in the center of midfield. That's one that he's, you know, the new coach is probably going to look at because the centre of the park, the engine room of United, hasn't really functioned terribly well this year. Um, but, yeah, a lot will depend on whether Suggs, uh, uh, Rivas and Seymour are fit again for the weekend. Talking to Andy Hageman here on Team Talk ESPN Radio 1017. The team, you hear him as our color analyst for the New Mexico United broadcast. He and Adam Deal uh, back at it 
or for the New Mexico United broadcast here Saturday in Tampa. United taking on the Tampa Bay Rowdies. It'll be an early one with our coverage starting on Saturday at 4.30 here on ESPN Radio 101.7. The team kickoff just after 5.30 again in Tampa, going to the backyard of, of the league headquarters, and uh, United certainly trying to get things started with a, with, with a clean slate here with whoever, uh, or I shouldn't say whoever, will be the new head coach. We know now... Uh, Masaki Hemi will take will assume the duties necessary to prepare for upcoming fixtures. We're not even going with the interim tag yet. So, just a, a final thought here, Andy, and, and, and I'm totally with you that we're we're moving forward and and continuing to try to find the positivity here for United. But just as we're as we're talking about some of these these last couple of matches, I think back to I believe it was either before San Antonio or in talking about San Antonio, there was some conversation uh, from from Coach Prince about. Uh, some about you know some of the things he was seeing that the guys just weren't doing in in the middle of the field. I'm going to bring you in here for a second, Joe, because I think he he used a word that you know they were something on the ball. T- what they, was it? They were uh, timid or the, the, uh, confident on the ball. What was the the phrase that he used? Strong with the ball. Didn't he, didn't he say they weren't brave? Yes, brave with the yes, ball. Thank you. With, yes. Good memory, Andy. Yeah. So well, what's the definition of not being brave on the ball, Andy? If anybody knows that, it's you. Well, okay, so when, you've got, when you're playing with confidence and love in your heart and the ball at your feet, you know, you're looking up, you, who can you play in, who can you get past, who can you beat? When you're up against it, and you, you're up against the coach's comments or you've made a mistake and you're feeling a little low, instead of looking forward, you look sideways or backwards because it's an easy pass. You're, you can easily pass the ball back to Timbakis or Ryden or Will Seymour, you know, I'm not going to single out Harry Schwartz, but, but uh, yes, I am. Um, so when he first came to United, he was bombing down the wing like Daniel Bruce, and the two of them were vying for that position, crossing the ball in. You know, latterly, he's been turning around and passing back, and that's not his game. I think he, he needs that, that bravery, but that, that's got to come from the motivation from the coach. Yes, you need to be self-motivated, but, you know, I really do think that a new coach with new ideas is going to lift the player's confidence and, and ask them to play to their abilities. Don't worry about what's happened in the past. Um, and, you know, that, that goes all the way through the field, from the strikers all the way back to goalkeeper. You know, playing with a little bit of confidence, a little bit of strut in your step. And what happens is the new coach comes in, or even Masaki this weekend, to put his arm around them and say, look, you've got this. You're in the team because you deserve it. Go out and play the way you know you can, and everything will be fine. Uh, rather than that kind of, slightly worried, am I going to lose my place for the next game or have I had a bad game type mentality? You know what it's like. You stand over a golf ball and you hit it. If you can see the shot in your mind, it ends up on the green three foot from the pin and then you get a gimme. It's just life. You know, you feel like it, you play like it. And it's just the same throughout every sport on the land. All right, Andy. Well, thank you so much. They're going to have to be brave on the ball because they're playing one of the best teams in the entire USL. They're going 2,000 miles or so to Tampa Bay to face the Rowdies. So uh, a tough test, and it's going to be right out of the gate next Saturday, as Sam mentioned. Pre-match at 4.30. Match will start at 5.30. And thanks so much to Andy Hageman for joining us here on Team Talk.